a little late, but here we go. AEW All Out 2021 review. A fantastic, fantastic wrestling show. Um, let's get into it. Whale Talks episode. I don't know. Hey, let's go with 80-something. <laughs> I forgot. But let's get into it. Let's get right into it. We got the bio. We got the AH, AFO. Uh, Hardy Family Office versus Best Friends in Jurassic Express 5-on-5 five five tag. Uh, there's a six-man submission spot. And then Luchasaurus breaks it all up. Going full Kratos on everybody. And just, you know, when people used to pile up on Kratos, he just kind of, Getting juice, but Orange, Orange uh, breaks it up. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are beating up the people with Jungle Boy's on his shoulders. And they're having like a chicken fight where like Jungle Boy's on his shoulder and the other guys are on each other's shoulders and they're fighting each other. Uh, Jungle Boy locks in the snare trap. It's over. The return of the Butcher, the first return of the night. The Butcher comes out, destroys Orange Cassidy, but then he gets beat up. And I was pretty pissed off. I was like, come on, the Butcher's fucking dope. And then he gets beat up on his return. We could do better than that. But uh, the buy-in was a fun uh, fun little tag team match. You know, they, they pretty much just like, let's go nuts. You know, everyone hit their spots. You know, the usual AEW fair. Now we get the real show. We get Miro versus Eddie Kingston for the TNT title. Uh, I was looking forward to this match. I liked how they quickly built up Eddie to be like a serious threat to Miro. You know, he kept promoting, I'm going to hit that DDT. Uh, he's trying to hit it early, actually, but because apparently this is Miro's weakness now. Uh, Miro with the power slam on the outside. On the running, uh, Eddie was running from the apron, and he cast him in a power slam. That was dope. Uh, Eddie flips him the bird. Miro bites his finger. Uh, big Saito suplex to Miro. Uh, Eddie with some nasty chops. Miro's chest was completely black by the end of this night. Uh, another Saito, and then a dive to the outside, which is just weird seeing Eddie Kingston do a suicide dive. Uh, locks in the game. Over. But he doesn't reel back. He's trying to reel back, but Eddie won't let him, and Eddie reaches the rope. That got a really big pop. Spinning back fist into a DDT, but Miro kicks out. I really thought they actually had me for a second. A uh, low blow by Miro when the ref wasn't looking. Super kick, and then he winds up, hits the ropes. Another super kick for the win. I like that he didn't tap out Eddie here. Uh, you know, it makes him look strong. Just won with the big super kick, and yeah, this was good stuff. Uh, both guys looked great. Like I said, Miro's title run is fantastic. It's almost important to me as the world title. That's how great he's doing. And yeah, let's keep it going. Uh, we got John Moxley versus Kojima because we couldn't get that damn Hiroshi Tanahashi match. But this was a good match. I like this match. Uh, Mox dives on him from the start. Mox is being a total dick. He has basically become the fucking Japanese legend killer. I love this gimmick. I wish they would actually acknowledge it because he's legit. He just keeps killing all the legends. Uh, machine gun chops into an elbow drop by Kojima. Uh, DDT on the apron by Kojima. That looked nasty. X-Plex into a bunch of different submissions by Moxley. Brainbuster by Kojima for a near fall. A uh, bunch of clotheslines, then the Koji Cutter. Uh, freaking uh, Desmond Wolf clothesline by Moxley. He brought it back. The Looney Line, baby. Uh, Moxley hits the Looney Line. The only Lariat that took down Kojima. Because, you know, it, it takes forever to Kojima to go down to a Lariat. Uh, Death Rider, quick one. And then the elevated Death Rider, Moxley wins. I thought it was a great, solid match. Moxie kind of ate it, Kojima, but I liked it. But then my second favorite moment of the night, Suzuki Goon, fucking uh, Minoru Suzuki comes out, uh, gets the full entrance. People give him the, one of the biggest reactions he's ever probably got. 
uh, beats the shit out of Moxley. He's a Zuki pile driver, and we're getting the match this Wednesday on Dynamite, which uh, is crazy to me. I wish they could have saved that, honestly. Uh, then we get Chris Dotliner versus Britt Baker. This was a solid, 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 solid women's match. It, it was a good, solid wrestling match. Like, it wasn't too crazy. It wasn't. It was just perfect, though. Uh, Britt got her whole squad out there. Sling Blade, uh, Fisherman Driver by Baker for a near fall. A uh, big superplex spot by both girls. That was cool. Uh, scissors Kick by Chris Dotliner for a near fall. Uh, curve Stomp by Britt Baker. Then she hits the... Britsburg Sunrise, Panama Sunrise by Britt Baker to another curve stomp, locks in the lockjaw, and that is it for Chris Statliner. This was cleaner than clean can be, which is kind of a bummer. I wanted Chris Statliner to actually take the title from Britt Baker, but she pretty much lost as clean as possible. So, uh, keep it going. Like I said, Britt Baker is hot or cold sometimes when it comes to her matches, but this was pretty good. I enjoyed it. AEW Tag Team Steel Cage match, the match of the fucking night, and one of the matches of the year. Probably one of the greatest tag team matches I've ever seen. I'm not even making this up. And like I said, I'm kind of a snob when it comes to impressing me these days. But this was legit one of the greatest tag team matches I've ever seen. I think it was better than the Hangman and Kenny and Bucks tag team match. I'm pretty sure this is the greatest tag team match in AEW history. Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. We had a live performance for the Lucha Bros' entrance. That's fucking awesome. Phoenix is already losing his fucking mind, going nuts. Uh, Phoenix gets powerbombed onto the cage multiple times. Uh, Rolling Thunder double cutter by Phoenix for a near fall. Uh, Pentagon driver, but the buck kick out. Uh, Indy takers senton combo, but they both kick out. Double low blows to the Lucha Bros. Fucking uh, the Bucks are not playing around anymore. More bang for your buck, but Phoenix actually saves it. Uh, Brandon Cooler throws out a fucking, like, a little Ziploc bag, and it has a shoe with a bunch of thumbtacks on it. They've done this before. I love this spot. Uh, Spike shoe, super kick to Penta, uh, rubbing Penta's face all over the Spike shoe, and then Yakuza kick into the shoe, uh, BTE trigger, but Phoenix saves it, and this is where the match goes into overdrive. But when Phoenix saved that pin, the crowd lost their shit. Phoenix hits the Kaniku Buster, and they fucking kick out. That pissed me off. I think that's the first person I've ever seen anyone kick out of the Kaniku Buster. I love that fucking move. Uh, double package pile driver by Penta and Matt Jackson. They both did it to the both younger brothers of their teams. Mexican Destroyer from Pentagon to Matt from the top fucking rope. Matt Jackson's head bounced off the mat and like three, five inches off the mat. It was disgusting. It should have been the ending spot of this match, honestly. Uh, we get a big super kick party, fear factor combo, Bucks kick out. Phoenix with a mega ultra crossbody as he jumps from the top of the cage. Their cage is fucking high. Okay, so he gets the crossbody. Butterfly assisted pile driver for the win, aka fear factor two. And yup. New tag team champions out here, the fucking Lucha Bros, aka the most deserving tag team in that company that should have held the titles first. Like, sorry, SCU, but get the fuck out of here. It should have been the Lucha Bros or Pride and Powerful to hold that title. Now, Lucha Bros, hopefully we get the Pride and Powerful match and they drop the titles to them in hopefully a couple months or maybe a year. Hey, okay with that. This was a fantastic match. The pay-per-view alone, the money was worth it for this match. Like, this pay-per-view was fantastic. Every match was pretty damn good. But this pay-per-view match alone, buy it. 
Casino, Women's Casino Battle Royale. Um, I did not like this match. I'm not going to lie. This was the only match on the card I thought was meh. But it saved it with Ruby coming out as the Joker. So Abaddon gets taken out in two seconds, which pissed me off. Uh, Riho gets taken out in two seconds, which pissed me off. Sheeta gets taken out in two seconds, which pissed me off. I'm like, all right, we're just going to disrespect. Fucking, they even threw out Anna Jay, who just made a return. I have no idea what was going on. They threw out Jade in two seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? Ugh, but Ruby Soho debuts as the song plays her out of Ruby Soho. So Ruby Soho comes out to Ruby Soho. She's the Joker card. Ruby, Nyla, and Thunder Rose are the last three. And the whole time I'm praying that none of these girls beat Ruby. Because, like, uh, Thunder Rose, I like Thunder Rose a lot, but she's John Cena. Uh, and Nyla Rose just gets way too many fucking title shots. But she's also fucking dope. So I'm like, ugh. But Ruby Soho had to win this shit. Uh, Ruby and Nyla and Thunder Rosa the last three. Ruby wins by hitting the riot kick on the apron to Thunder Rosa. And uh, yeah, we're going straight into Ruby Soho challenging for the title. I think it's a little too soon, but hey, what are you going to do? Fuck it. Make a big splash. Then we get MJF versus Jericho. Uh, this match was also okay-ish. It picked up a lot in the end, but I didn't like the dusty finish. Uh, if Jericho loses, he quits. Um... Uh, fucking, they take it to the crowd. Uh, they're fighting it out. Also, fuck you, MJF. He did the Millennium Countdown for Jericho. He tricked all of us. Uh, Jericho's entrance kind of sucked. It was one of the Fozzie members playing his guitar song, you know, Judas. And he wanted the crowd to sing to it, but everything was very out of sync and bad. I felt bad for the guys. Uh, so they're fighting it on the outside. Double stomp to the arm, and then the arm dragged to the turnbuckle by MJF. I love that move. Heat Seeker on the apron, which I don't know why they threw this spot out so early in the match. I would have saved that towards the end. Uh, MJF trying to go for a uh, fucking ICI moonsault to the outside. So, that sentence shouldn't even be a thing, that MJF tries to go for a fucking moonsault. He misses. Jericho hits a pop-up powerbomb on the apron. Nice callback to Kevin Owens. Uh, Codebreaker by MJF gets an earfall. Lion Salt by Chris Jericho gets in the other near fall. Big time Spine Buster from the top by MJF. That looked awesome. It was like a Spine Buster slash Power Bomb. It looked pretty great. Kind of like the Lance Cage Spine Buster. Code Breaker by Jericho for another near fall. Hager and Wardlow come out. They're fighting out. They don't even make it to the thing. Um, fucking MJF with a bat to Jericho's head and then the Judas effect. MJF wins, but Jericho gets his foot on the rope, but he actually kind of didn't. This was the first botch. Of the match, if you actually look back, MJF won this match clean as fuck. Technically. Technically. But, you know, the foot on the rope. They play MJF's music. The match is getting restarted because his foot was on the rope. We get a little bit more out of it. This is when the fans really kicked it up, which I like this part of the match a lot. Uh, MJF, uh, Jericho locks in the walls of Jericho, and then it pisses me off because the whole time I'm like, come on, use the Lion Tamer. Use the fucking Lion Tamer. He never uses the Lion Tamer. He goes to reel back for the Lion Tamer. I pop a huge, and then he doesn't do it. I'm like, come the fuck on. And he wins with a regular walls of Jericho. I was like, fuck you. So uh, Jericho keeps, you know, his job. We don't get him on Rampage commentating. Uh, this is good. I feel like this this is where the feud needs to end. Both of these guys desperately need to do something else. Uh, the return of Philip Brooks, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Um, I understand. Okay, like I said, I am not the greatest CM Punk fan of all time. The match was pretty good towards the end, but this match did not need. I I don't like. I understand he was paying homage to a Bret Hart one two three kid match and whatever, but this match to me, was just very, very, very weird. 
Like, listen to this. Punk did not hit the springboard clothesline. He did not hit the corner bulldog. He did not lock in the Koji clutch. He did not do the Anaconda Vice. He did not do his combination. He did not do his butterfly backbreaker. He did not do, like, any... The Mo Macho Man. This dude hit none of his moves. Like, if we if we get a return match, you need to hit your moves. Hit the stuff that people have been wanting to see. Like, all he hit, legit, was the GTS and the fucking shiny wizard lazy clothesline combo that I hate. That's it. This man hit none of his shit. I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, dude, seven years, and I wanted to see, you know, some, you know, Pepsi Twist, Pepsi Plunge, like, you could have brought out, and nothing. That's why this match disappointed me a little bit. It was a solid, good match, but it really disappointed me, because, like, I'm a moves guy, you know what I mean? Uh, Freaking CM Punk is wearing tights, which is fucking weird, like, long tights. I do not like it at all. Like I said, a lot of feeling out here. Stun Dog Millionaire by Darby. Uh, GTS. But uh, fucking Darby rolls out. I love when he does that spot. It's one of my favorite CM Punk spots. He hits the GTS like super early on, but they end up rolling out. Uh, Shining Wizard into a clothesline. The only fucking movie hit. Uh, Darby finally hits his like bullet suicide dive. That's what I call it. Then Darby, the psychopath, hits a swanton bomb from the top rope to the outside to a catch by CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk comes in quick, hits a calf kick, a lot of reversals, uh, Punk keeps trying to muscle him up for the GTS, finally hits it, Punk wins, like I said, this match picked up towards the end, I give a lot of credit to Darby, because this man threw it all out there, but like, I don't know, I understand, I don't know if he's easing into it, but I really hope he just doesn't resort to like, I'm just gonna copy Bret Hart matches from, you know, like I said, I'm not a Bret Hart fan either, so maybe that's why I didn't like, like, you know, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not his fan base, so if his fan base liked it, whatever, I don't care. Oh, we get Paul White versus QT Marshall. Well, uh, Big Show pretty much, this this was my notes. Big Show eats QT Marshall. He wins. Big Show eats the factory. That's it. That, that's all that needs to be said. Main event time, AEW World Title, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. We ended up getting cut the Andrade match with Pac. That's on Rampage. And then Andrade was going to do an open challenge, and they cut that too, which pissed me off. I'm like, dude, this guy's had one fucking match. Like, push this man. So AEW World Title on the line, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Christian had the ring jacket, so I cried a little bit. So match is going right into it. Uh, double stomp on the table through... On Christian, I love when Kenny does that, where he puts the table just on them, and he ends up like breaking the table into pieces with his double stomp. Kenny is in full control. Uh, moonsault off the guardrail. First time I've ever seen Kenny slip because the guardrail had the guardrail cover, so he ended up slipping. So he ended up flexing instead. He ended up doing like a springboard backward moonsault instead. Uh, Ali Shoto by Kenny for a near fall. Tornado DDT by Christian. Uh, a couple dragon rushes here by Kenny. Kenny gets really pissed off and he hits more dragon rushes. A pair of V triggers. Uh, spear through the table by Christian. That was awesome from the apron. Uh, Christian ended up getting cut by this. Uh, another spear and then a spear to the back. Like Christian hit a front spear and then he hit a back spear. I've never seen that before. Uh, fucking Kenny has this wild look in his face and he goes for the rainmaker. And I'm like, let's go, baby. Rain trigger. 
and he hits the rain trigger for a near fall. Lion Tamer Cloverleaf by Christian. I'm so I, I remember that shit as Christian Cage and it put a smile on my face. Uh, kill switch, but Kenny kicks out. The Good Brothers come out. Uh, we ended up getting a super one-winged angel from the top rope. He's done. And this was a good match. This was a solid match, but the other match was so much better, I thought. Because the, mat, the other match had so much heat behind it. I feel like this one got messed up with the Good Brothers and people coming out. But I did like the Super One Winged Angel. And Kenny, I feel like Kenny was more in control in this match. So he got to hit a lot more of his shit. Uh, but then, basically, Kenny takes the mic and he says, No one can beat me alive or dead. And then you hear Adam Cole, baby. We get the debut of Adam Cole. And you think he's going to join, you know, he think he's going to beat up Kenny, but he ends up joining the Bullet Club, pretty much. We get the Bucks double kiss on the cheeks. Adam Cole is back in the fold, and thank God he's a heel, because if they would have gone with, like, you killed me storyline, and Adam Cole would have been a babyface, I would have died. Like, I do not need to see Adam Cole as a babyface. That happened once in NXT, and it was the worst. But Cole is smart, man. He did exactly what I would do if I was a wrestler. I would go to NXT, have a beautiful career, and leave. No Raw SmackDown. I don't care. I who, obviously, I don't. I don't understand who cares about Raw and SmackDown unless it's like your childhood dream. But it's not worth it. You could do so much more uh, later on. But then we get a wild Brian Danielson hip hop. Brian Danielson. His remix for Flight of the Valkyries is fucking hilarious. It's like a hip-hop song, which is fucking weird. I don't like it at all. It does not fit Brian's character at all. Uh, I understand they probably couldn't get Final Countdown. It's probably like a zillion billion dollars. So, here we fucking go. So, yeah. Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, CM Punk. Uh, This is some crazy shit going on for AEW, but... I thought this pay-per-view was probably the best all-out they've done. I think still Revolution was a better pay-per-view, but I, I don't know. I might have to I might have to check. This was really good. This was good shit. But that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. You use K92 for all the social medias. Follow the pod wherever pods can be heard. And I'll catch you guys next time.